Hello everyone, and thank you for coming back to yet another episode of The Gloving Paradigm. I am your host, Peter, aka LPD8 Dubuque, and this week, for this episode, is going to be a very interesting one. It's something that I came across in a different category of things that I do on my personal time, and I kind of thought it was interesting to actually see if we can apply it to gloving itself, but first things first, just want to give a huge shout out to everybody who was there on Friday of last week. I had my first Ask Me Anything live stream video on Facebook. Of course, I felt like doing it on Facebook because that's where most of the gloving community is on, is, you know, in the Glover's Lounge and all the other various groups, you know, Glover's United, Worldwide Gloving Group, Art of Gloving, all that stuff, you know. So, just want to give a huge shout out to everybody who was there. You guys were amazing. I had such a fun time. It was a complete disaster, but I had such a blast having so much fun talking to you guys, and I really, really hope that we can do that again very soon. I will say that I will do another Ask Me Anything once we hit 200 likes on my page. I know at the time of this recording, I was at 130. So if we can get 70 more people in, we can do that again. If you guys want that, that'd be great. Uh, I actually got a lot of feedback from you guys during that. I thought it was really great hearing from you guys and you guys getting a chance to know me a little bit more. So thank you so much for actually joining me. And hopefully if you weren't there, you guys can watch the video that's on the Facebook page. It's still there. Go watch it. It's a lot of fun. It's good stuff. All right. <laughs> now let's get straight into the episode, shall we? So a thing that I came across when I'm at work and I tend to listen to a lot of creative writing channels a lot of their playlists of things, you know, uh, whether it be literary tropes, cliches, or just how to, you know, approach things like exposition or foreshadowing, whatever the case may be in terms of writing. Uh, there was this thing that I came across that I thought was very interesting and is called the rule of three. Now, when it comes to literary writing, the rule of three is a very old construct that started way back in the day, probably around early European it happens a lot when you look into European folklore and the thing that you need to understand when it comes to the rule of three is pretty much just a recurrent number that appears in various elements of either a theme story act trials whatever the case may be it's just a very recurrent pattern that we see a lot in literary writing and it's called the rule of three now I will certainly tell you <laughs> that this this term of rule of three is not an ironclad rule if that makes any sense Okay, uh, it's more of evolved from a rule to be more of what people like to say a rhythm or you can say guideline. I would say more rhythm because it makes a little bit more sense. You know, it's pretty much just how we write things out. That's, you know, how most writers do. Like if you look at conversation dialogues in books, it can only really comfortably handle three people at most. Uh, you try to put more in there, then the audience is going to get a little lost in the conversation of who's actually saying what after a while you know so you know there <laughs> there are various examples of this rule of three that we have seen everywhere and i mean literally everywhere you know you got the three goddesses from legend of zelda you got the three egyptian god cards from Yu-Gi-Oh. you got the christian trinity the hindu gods you know you have the three sons of chronos poseidon zeus and hades you have you know the three world structure which is heaven earth and hell or if you even look at like north mythology they had three levels which each level had their own set of three worlds you know so that's that's the idea that i'm trying to get across is that there's this recurrent pattern that you would see in literary writing and it's termed the rule of three but it's not really a rule okay it's just called that by historical standards and that makes any sense 
So knowing what the rule of three is, it got me thinking about, okay, well, how does this apply to gloving? Well, when you actually look at gloving in terms of historical stances, you know, there's actually, <laughs> you actually see it quite a bit. You actually see a lot of it, in my opinion. If you look at your colors, you know, most people just do three colors. They just choose three colors and that's what they go with. You know, that's, there's your rule three right there. You have three colors. And depending on your color choices, you can do more than three. You might have some difficulty for your viewer to actually understand or even comprehend the color scheme that you have going on. For example, I wanted to make a glove set that was paying homage to the classic impacting style uh, color configuration where traditionally they will have red green blue on their index ring and pinky and then just have yellow on the middle finger right but I wanted to change that up I actually wanted to pay homage to it yet make it more up to date or just update I, I don't really know what the word I'm trying to describe here but just a revamp on the a classic set okay so what I did was all the colors were going to be red yellow green blue but it was my tint configuration that would change things up so like i said the format of the color scheme was red yellow green blue that's how i'm going to put it in order however when you look at my index ring and pinky i'm going to have red and yellow on medium green and blue on high but my middle finger is going to be red yellow green high with blue on medium what this causes is that your tint the idle tint on your lights are not going to reflect all of your colors so what it did is that on idle tint it made it look like the classic impact set you know that's but that's what i call it i call it the classic impact set because that's where you see it most commonly used so when you're on idle people are like oh it's just a normal impacting set but as soon as i started doing a lot of whips and stuff everything just looked like the one set you know it was a take on that whole thing to exemplify you know the idle tent control and things like that like i really liked taking old sets and revamping them in that way and utilizing tent control to express that if that makes any sense the issue that i had with that though is that people thought i was doing rainbow and that's not what i was doing i was only using four colors everyone thought i was using seven when i wasn't so do keep that in mind that's that's where i wanted to kind of express the whole Doing more than three colors might have an issue. It just really depends on the color schemes that you are using. So just wanted to put that out there for you guys. Now, when it comes to flashing patterns, I don't see this happen very often, but there are people who have said that they do this when they do programming and they make up their sets that they'll use one color set and then they'll just repeat that color set through multiple modes and then just change the flashing patterns as they go on. And that's a great idea. You know, the rule three can be applied here. If you look at, you know, the classic iNova chip, it has three modes. You know, you have the high beam, you have the dobs, and then you have blink. You know, that's, it has three modes. And again, the impacting archetype uses that to great effect. It uses what I like to say the rule three to an extensive great effect because of how it operates. And if you don't know how it operates, I would suggest you guys listen to my previous episode on the impacting style to get a full understanding of that. Now, when it comes to modes, a lot of people would stick with three. It's, and to my opinion, and it's not, again, you don't have to follow this, but in my opinion, when it comes to a lot of people who are in the phasing archetype style like I am, 
where they like to change their lights throughout the show just to bring out a new set. You know, whether you do it like how Vision Quest does it, where he clicks them all at once and changes them into the next set, which is something I rarely see nowadays, and I still enjoy seeing his shows when he does post videos of him doing his stuff because it's just, oh, it's so clean how he changes his lights. <laughs> but then you have somebody like me as a phaser who changes the modes as time goes on. I'm not changing them all at once. I kind of just change them as I'm going along to kind of blend this transition. And a lot of people do that. I do that. I know a lot of other people do that. My younger brother loves doing it too because he thinks it's really, really cool that as you're changing into the next set, that you're creating another glove set within your two sets, if that makes any sense. And I love that whole idea too. So typically three modes is really comfortable for a typical show because if you are changing your lights every minute, that's a three minute, uh, a three minute show. And that's mostly where people are comfortable having a show. Any longer than like four or five minutes, you're kind of pushing it there. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're demanding a lot of patience and attention from your audience. So, you know, Again, <laughs> impacting uses is the great effect, but one of the things that I do want to stress again is that this is not an ironclad rule. This is something I would say that if you're unsure of how to go about making another glove set, this is a good model to kind of follow if you're just like, I don't really know what to do and I don't want to have to think so deep into it. Well, the rule three can be a really good model for you to follow, you know, but <laughs> There is something I do want to kind of express on this and just like in literary writing there is the subversion of expectation and we can subvert this rule as well. But like I said this isn't an ironclad rule this is more of like a rule of thumb kind of thought process you know what I mean like if you're in a situation where you're not entirely sure what the right way to go about it and you say well if I go by the rule of thumb which to me is how you think you should go about it and you feel like that's the right way this is the kind of that idea if you're not entirely sure how to go about making a new glove set maybe use the rule of three to you know help you out I, I I would do it you know I've done it before but I'm just saying like if you're not really sure about what glove set you kind of want to build you know, using the rule of three would probably make it a little bit easier for you because now you have like this structural model that you can follow, but you're not completely restricted by its rulings. You know what I mean? But with subverting the rule, it's very, very easy. You can put more than three colors in. You can have more than three modes put in. You know, right now, you know, you can even use up to whole, the whole eight color slots, seven slots when it comes to the older sets. Like I have the chroma controls, which only gives me seven. But the Evos now have eight, as long, uh, along with the Spectre Evos and things like that, which is great and all. But like I said, when you start adding more than three colors, depending on your color choices and your color placements, it might get muddled and might get lost in translation to your viewer. So do keep that in mind. I will say this though, if you're using more than three colors, you want to experiment with your flashing patterns so you can find the right flashing pattern that will help exemplify each color that you're using within that color set. That way it doesn't get lost in the mixture if that makes any sense to you guys. Okay. Now, <laughs> you can also use less than three. I'm not saying that you have to, you can't go any lower than three. Uh, I would I would find that very odd considering that if you look, again, I'm going to just use impacting because it's a very simple style to talk about. You know, with the thumbs, they're only using one color on each, red and blue. You know, and their flashing patterns, the are different but the color stays the same you know 
you can use less than three. I've seen people use two colors to great extent, even one colors to great extent. I've seen people just use plain white on all their lights. And I don't know what it is about using all whites on your on your lights, but there's just a sense of, oh, I, I don't know what it is. It's just very pleasing to me. So, you know, you can, you can use more than three, you can use less than three. No one's telling you that you can't. That's how you're gonna subvert this rule is just not following the rule of three. You know, you just do whatever you want. So that's the that's the idea I'm trying to come across when it comes to the rule of three. Is that it's not an ironclad rule. It's more like a structural guideline model that you can use to your advantage. You know, uh, if if you are trying to think of a theme that you know kind of fits into a natural world three. Like if you wanted to do a glove set that was about the three goddesses of Legend of Zelda, that's really easy. Now you have three set, you know, three modes that you have to make that's gonna rep represent each goddess. There you go. You know, like that's that's the idea I'm trying to get across for everybody, okay? So I would like to hear from you guys what you guys would try to do when it comes to the rule of three. Now I can certainly tell you that when I actually asked this around on the various sites, especially when it came to Reddit, I thought it was very interesting what this particular person was actually uh, bringing up to me that I didn't really think about before. So he was talking about you know the whole threeness thing, and I totally get it. But he brought up Plato's tripartite. <clears throat> I can't even pronounce this word. I'm terrible at pronouncing certain words. So yeah, the Plato's tripartite of the soul, which would have one part of the light shows be technicality, which is as you put in parentheses, reason. The second would be perhaps storytelling, which is also taking place of the spirited. And the third would have to be appetitive somehow, which may be physical interaction or them being in the right mood to receive it. Perhaps certain things that you guys can do. Uh, I thought this was very interesting of him actually trying to take the rule of three and apply it to what Plato did and trying to apply that to the light shows. Now, I know when we were talking about it, it kind of came down to, you know, what he was thinking of like the pillars of the gloving format, basically, which if everybody remembers, I did an episode called Archetypes of Gloving 101, which is about the pillars of gloving. You know, I said that tech, flow, musicality, and showmanship are the four pillars of gloving. And when it comes to showmanship, storytelling kind of fits into that same category, but I'm not going to get into that. But... He, he was thinking that we we're going to update that. That's not necessarily. I will certainly tell you that this this topic I might be revisiting later as time goes on. Just kind of show you new additions and new ways to look at this model and apply it to gloving it as a whole. Now, I will certainly say that when it comes to the rule of three, moves and combo sets do not have to follow this rule at all. Because I didn't really think there was a way to incorporate that. But who knows, maybe I will actually find out a way to incorporate that so we can actually talk about it. But I want to leave the floor to you guys. I definitely want to hear what you guys have to say about the quote unquote rule of three and how would you approach this and applying that to gloving. Uh, I've, I find the rule of three to be really good for newcomers to use because it kind of helps break or not necessarily break, but it kind of helps ease them and to not having to focus on so much aspects of their lights and the light show itself, where it's just like, here's a basic model that you can follow. And then once you get comfortable following this little model, try to break it and break out of it. So 
that's that's the whole idea I'm trying to get with. But I definitely want to hear what you guys have to say. I do have various places that you guys can hit me up at. Of course, you guys know about my Facebook page, which is aptly named The Gloving Paradigm. You can also find me on Reddit under the username Mutton Chop Guy. I post there as often as I can when I'm asking questions as well. You can also hit me up at my email, which is muttonchopguy at gmail.com. And of course, I do have a Discord server that you guys can get in on, which the link to that will be in this episode's description down below. Don't hesitate to go ahead and click on it. Definitely been thoroughly appreciative and humbling experiences having you guys interact with me and being there on my Ask Me Anything live stream. That was fantastic. I hope to do that again really, really soon. I also want to thank everybody who's been liking the page so far and listening to the show. You guys are absolutely amazing. I haven't had so much fun doing this. If it wasn't for you guys interacting with me and discussing these topics with me, it's been so fantastic. I definitely want to hear if you guys have any topics you want me to cover. Please let me know because I want to try to cover more topics that people want to hear about and definitely want to get you guys more feedback on everything so those are all the various places you guys can hit me up at so the final thing i definitely want to say is question of the day what musical group artist band genre thing that you guys have been getting into lately i have been getting into this artist called roosevelt i absolutely love his music it is fantastic it is a very new take on the classic chill wave style it to me, it sounds like a combination of Small Black, Washed Out, and M83 smashed together, which all three of those bands I thoroughly enjoy, so I've been enjoying it. I want to hear what you guys have been enjoying in terms of music, because I love music and I want to hear more about it. So, yep, that's pretty much it for my episode. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. I am your host, Peter, aka LPD8 The Buke, and I'll see you guys all next week. <laughs>